All right, good morning. Now, I told you the other day when we did the archery sermon that when the sermon was done, it was like, um, you know, I felt like there were so many things that I didn't say or so many other things that I could have said. And uh, we didn't include Braxton, who's our big heavy hitter. So today is archery two. And today I'm going to give you an app. Now, the funny thing is, for those of you that are reaching for your phones, that's not the app that I'm going to give you today. I'm going to give you accuracy, I'm going to give you precision, and I'm going to give you proficiency. We're going to talk about those three things. Let's start, and, and Braxton can come in here a little bit where we can see a little better. Alright, let's start with just a very, very, very quick discussion on those two of those terms, accuracy and precision. Alright, so here we go. That, obviously, that's accuracy. Now, what's the difference between accuracy and precision? Because what if I did that? What if my next shot was right there? And then what if my next shot was right there? Well, then I'll tell you what. Not only would I be extremely accurate, but I would also be very precise. However, I can be precise without being accurate. So here we go. If I hit right there, and then I hit right there, and then I hit right there. The proximity of those arrows, that's such a tight group, they're not right in the bull, but they're very precise. Okay? Now, if I'm shooting and I hit one right there, that's a pretty good shot, okay? That would be considered a pretty accurate shot. But if my next shot is up here and my next shot is over here, then I had one accurate shot, but I'm certainly not very precise, okay? Now, if I could come in here and I could put an arrow right there and I could put an arrow right there and I can put an arrow right there, then this is the app. I've got everything. I've got accuracy, I've got precision, and I am pretty darn proficient. Um, and so those three terms, app, um, are going to be the three terms that kind of dictate probably the course of this sermon and some of the material that we're going to look at today. And obviously we'll have a little bit of fun again, but um, accuracy, precision, and proficiency. Hey everybody, all right. Today we're gonna warm up at 20. We're gonna shoot a group of 20 yards to start. All right, so there's Braxton's first shot, warming up at 20. He is pretty darned accurate. All right, how did you do? Pretty good, here's my first group of 20. Um, pretty accurate at 20. And pretty precise. Yep. And I will go on record as saying that he's one irritating cuss. How much shooting you been doing here lately? This is about my sixth or seventh shot. I took five warm-up shots. <laughs> no, I mean, when was the last time you shot your bow before you picked um, it up? It's been a couple months back. Ah, uh, you stink. <laughs> I can't stand you.
All right, here's my first three shots warm-up. Pretty accurate. Could be a little bit more precise. And I had a little bit of a flyer there. You know, these kids of mine keep showing me up on my own on my own videos. They, you'd think they know who pays their automobile insurance and food and all that stuff. You have to get on to them next time you see them. All right, round two, three shots at 40 yards. Alright, this is the first group at 40 yards. We're accurate and precise. Alright, now I have a reading from Ephesians 4 verses 1 through 6. I urge you to live a life worth calling you have received. Be completely humble and gentle. Be patient, bearing with one another in love. Make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is one body and one Spirit. Just as you were called to one hope when you were called, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God, and Father of all, who is over all, and through all, and in all. Now I have another couple verses from Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11 through 16. It was He who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers to prepare God's people for work of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftness of men in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speak the truth of love, we will in all things grow up unto him who is the head that is Christ. From him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Alright, <clears throat> by now you know that we are in the Archery 2 sermon, and you know that I told you that I was going to give you an app. And the app, uh, we're going to call it the Archery app. And the Archery app is Accuracy, Precision, and Proficiency. And you also notice that at this point in time, I asked Braxton to participate. You know, I know a lot of you enjoyed watching Tristan, and Tristan's really becoming a good archer in her own right. Um, Braxton is really good. Um, and I wanted him to participate because he's very, very proficient. Um, Braxton competed in a shoot last year where um, it was he and one other gentleman and uh, at the end they were shooting at a iron silhouette target that they stretched all the way out to 90 yards. Um, I, I, that's almost a football field and uh, so you know I wanted he's our heavy hitter so we wanted him because we wanted to focus in this particular sermon on the app you know accuracy precision and uh, proficiency, but obviously proficiency is what we're after. Um, that's what we're after. 
Uh, it, it is our goal in archery to be proficient, whether we are trying to win some kind of competition or whether we're hunting uh, or whether we're just shooting for our own personal enjoyment. But I would throw out to you that I believe that proficiency is a life goal, that we are all trying to be proficient. Um, Alright, let's discuss the app for just a second, because accuracy. Alright, we all want to be accurate, but the interesting thing about accuracy is, is that accuracy, while it is wonderful, it could be sporadic. It's kind of like, um, you know, it's like it's wonderful when a person comes to church, but if they're only coming to church once a month, and that's the only relationship that they have with their Creator, I would say that they're pretty darned accurate on that Sunday, and I would say that they are not very accurate um, the rest of the time. Um, so, accuracy is wonderful, not so wonderful when it's sporadic. Like, for instance... And I'll make this quick, but right now, and I, I, I kind of tell you in this sermon that I'm kind of, I'm kind of exploring, um, you know, uh, instinctive archery and uh, traditional archery and just kind of the old stick and string. The problem is, is that right now, uh, you know, I'll hit a spot that I'm aiming at that's that big. I'll just watch that arrow just arc right into that spot, and then the next shot will be 12 inches to the right. So I'm not precise at all, and uh, I'm not always very accurate. I'm enjoying it, but accuracy is good, but it could be sporadic. Well, what about, what about precision? Well, precision is wonderful because you're consistent, but... The problem with consistency is it might not be in the bullseye. So you could literally be precise without being accurate. Now, what would an, an applicable analogy be to that? Well, it's simple. It's simple. Um, if you're trying to follow God's laws, if you're trying to follow God's commands, then and we're trying to follow them, to, you know, dot every I and cross every T, then we want to be accurate. And sometimes we are precise... Um, you know, we're, we're pretty good about doing what we want to do over here, and um, every once in a while we're accurate, um, but sometimes we need to be, you know, both precise and accurate at the same time. Now, the wonderful thing about precision is you give me a young shooter or someone new to the sport who is very precise, that's a good place to be because I can take someone who is precise and I can help them be accurate pretty quickly, you know, versus somebody who's just all over the place. Alright, and last but not least is proficiency. Well, proficiency is not easily attained. The fact of the matter is it's not easy to be proficient. And, you know, if you want to be proficient, then, you know, if we're really going to take this from an analogy and put it in the realm of church, then let's just face it, you got to come to church. Um, you got to get in the Word. you got to study. you got to read. you got to know what Jesus said. And the fact of the matter is, is that I have had people many times tell me, they would, they'll say things like, I don't have to be at church to have a relationship with God. Well, you know, okay, that's, that's true. You don't have to be at church to have a relationship with God. Um, they also say that the road to hell is paved with good intentions. What are you doing? My, my usual re response to that when it's put forth to me is, I agree with you. Now, what are you doing on your own? 
And if the answer is, I'm not really doing anything, you know, that's why Wednesday night Bible studies are good. That's why Sunday morning studies are good. That's why coming to church is good. That's why assembling yourself together with the saints is good and setting aside that time and coming and focusing on Jesus because life gets busy and we all have good intentions and sometimes we just aren't very precise. Braxton read to you today from uh, Ephesians chapter 4, and I'm not going to read all of what he read, but I am going to read just a, a tiny little bit, verses 11 through 16. So Christ gave himself the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers like myself to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God, and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants, tossed back and forth by the waves, and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow to become in every respect the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him, the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Okay, I'm not going to lie to you. I enjoy being creative. Um... You know, there are things that I'm missing about being at church. I have enjoyed getting a little bit outside of the box, maybe on some of the sermons, maybe sharing a little bit of my passion, maybe looking and seeing how God can be seen in the passions or the outside interests that we have. But as a teacher, as a preacher, my, I know what my job is. My job is to try to encourage you. My job is to try to equip you. My job is to try to get you to think. And that's what I tell my kids at school. I'm not here to think for you. I'm here to ask you to think. Well, the reality of this is, and I'm going to repeat this again, proficiency is not easily attained. In my opinion, in this passage, when it talks about us coming and becoming mature in the faith, then what that really means is reaching proficiency. But we're not going to reach proficiency quickly. We're not going to reach it easily. And many times we're not going to reach it by ourselves. Here it is. Jamie and I were blessed with children who were good athletes. And that's just the way it is. I'm not bragging. I'm just telling the truth. They're both good archers. They're not both good archers because they were just born good archers. Quite frankly, they're good archers because they had a good teacher. Now, I know you're going to be like, oh, you're patting yourself on No, listen, I don't mean they had a good teacher from the standpoint of I'm Mr. Proficiency because I believe that Braxton is more proficient than me and I believe Tristan has the, the capacity or potential to be more proficient than me. They had a good teacher because they didn't have to repeat the same mistakes that I made. I made every mistake in the book. I saved them some of that learning curve. Plus... They didn't know anything when they, come on, when they first started shooting, they didn't know anything about brace height. They didn't know anything about center shot. They didn't know anything about knocking point. They didn't know anything about, you know, how to tune a bow. They didn't know anything about anything. So I was able 
to help them, just like many of you, and you know I harp and harp on this all the time, we need to be unified. It talks about that in this passage. It talks about being unified. It talks about growing together. It talks about being mature. It talks about becoming very proficient. It talks about, you know, things that we can do, but my job is to try to get you to think. So I hope today you're thinking about the Archery app. I hope you're thinking about how accurate you are, how precise you are, and if your goal is indeed proficiency. If you want to be proficient, you're going to be a student of the game, and you are going to learn from your mistakes. That is what it takes to become proficient. Now, I've got seven suggestions for you. Here they are. Seven suggestions. Number one, you got to be committed. We all have to be committed. We have to be committed. And in today's society, with everything there is to pull us away, it's easy not to be committed, or it's easy to fall away. Listen, I have some fear that we're going to lose some folks from this hiatus away from one another because people are going to get out of the habit. Now, I hope not, but that is my fear. I hope you're not one of them. We got to love one another. We got to love one another. We got to stop worrying so much about the name over the church door. We got to stop worrying about whether or not you have this or whether or not you have that or whether or not you do this or whether or not you do that. I mean, we, we already know in this world we have enough, we have enough disunity. You know, based on gender, based on, on, on race and ethnicity and all of this other stuff, we don't need this disunity in Christ. We are unified in Christ, and we got to love one another, we got to help one another, and we got to be open-minded. We've got to practice. I already know that if I'm going to become proficient with this bow, I'm going to have to shoot thousands of shots. And by proficient, I don't mean, I want to get to the point to where I'm not shooting a bullseye every 12th shot. I want to get to the, I want to get to the point to where I'm grouping around the bullseye. You got to be consistent. Once again, consistency means you got to be consistent at home. You got to be consistent at coming to church. You got to be consistent in making God a priority. And that takes me to the next one, which is to prioritize. We've all got to prioritize, all of us. We've got to prioritize. Jesus Christ and God, our Heavenly Father, has to be the bullseye. We've got to be a student in the game. Anyone in today's society who is passionate about something has probably watched a bazillion YouTube videos on that subject. We have to be a student of the game. If we are Christians, then we need to understand the red letters in the Bible. We need to know what they say, and we need to do the best that we can to make them the framework within which we live. Because those are the words of life. When Peter said, when Jesus said to Peter, and Peter said to Jesus, you know, in this conversation that they're having, are you going to leave? Or, and, and Peter's like, where else would we go? For you have the words of life. Wow. If we're going to be a student of the game, we got to know what Jesus Christ said. Because Jesus, when Jesus speaks, we need to listen. 
And those words in red need to be read. And not only do they need to be read, they need to be implemented as the framework by which we, well, the rules to the game. And that's it. There is nothing else. There is one Jesus Christ. And last but not least, you got to have some fire in your belly. You gotta have some fire in your belly. You gotta want it. You gotta want it. And it has to be something that we desire. And if we desire proficiency, we can attain it. Because here it is. Proficiency is not given. It is earned. Alright, ready for round three at 70 yards. This is the closest to the uh, longest distance I've ever shot in competition. Last summer, shot 80 yards at an iron buck. Me and this other guy in front of 100 plus people. So, we're gonna uh, stretch it out here. Oh my, hey, wait a minute, turn around here. That was an absolute bullseye. <laughs> All right, this was my round at 70. As you can tell, these two are pretty good. This one was a little off, but uh, overall accuracy was pretty good, but I could have been more precise. All right, there's a reason why I had Braxton do this 70 yard shooting, because I can't do this. And uh, Braxton hasn't even shot his bow in, in weeks. And he comes in and is very proficient. Uh, and that's another word we're going to throw in, but he's very proficient at 70 yards. All right, I'm going to shoot this apple off of this stick. Alright, I just want to point out that I did get the apple. Mmm. <laughs> Alright, a couple weeks ago we saw Tristan shoot the orange. Now we just saw Dad shoot the apple. I'm going to step it up a notch and shoot the carrot. <laughs> Strike one. Close. Man, that was close. <laughs> close. <laughs> all right now we're going to throw something totally different i've been taking a little bit of a new journey and uh i've been delving into the traditional world just a little bit and so now we're going to show you uh where there is no app no accuracy, no precision, and, and no no proficiency. Uh, but just a pure form of archery, kind of like a new Christian. I'm, I'm learning, learning just all kinds of new things, but I'm having a hoot, and uh, so here we go. Not the, uh, 
not the greatest precision, but for no sights and just a stick and string, basically, that was uh, that was my group right there, probably about 15. And uh, I'm learning, and uh, I'm I'm having a hoot, and I'm doing the best I can, just like you, to put my arrows in the bullseye.